0: But so much of the work that I am doing is indicating where people are holding on to society's expectations and society's standards for them and sort of like shake them loose from the hold of like all of the narrow views that society gives us because we live in a world that expects us to be one thing. And if astrology does anything, it affirms that you are anything but one thing.
1: Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 76 of the podcast. I'm so fucking pumped for today's episode. Like, seriously stoked. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. As uh, you are listening to this, if you're listening to this in real time, I am currently in Canada with my family um, celebrating Christmas early. Um, Every other year we kind of swap off celebrating big holidays with the family. And since Canadian Thanksgiving happens in October. Fun fact for all you Americans: um we just do Christmas a little early, and basically it's like Thanksgiving <laughs> too. <laughs> um, same food, um, but we go up to my cabin, and that's where I am right now. Um, and I, it's my favorite place on the planet. So if you want to see some beautiful um, lake cabin shots, head over to my Instagram stories. Um, with all the goods, but I just feel like it's such beautiful timing that this episode is coming out um, because, um, for one, um, <laughs> when I first had my reading with with Jordan, and I talk about this a little bit on the podcast, but Jordan is an astrologer and cosmic coach, and um, she and I talked at length um, when I first had my birth chart read earlier in this year about um, what my chart was showing for me. And a common theme was, without her even knowing that I was writing a book, was that I was meant to be a published author and put my my words and my thoughts into the world outside of podcasting, outside of um, the work I do online, um, and, and into, into a book format. And when she shared that with me, I was like, I haven't really told a lot of people this, but I've been writing a book for like the last two months. And she was like, shut up. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all because of what your chart shows. And I just think it's such perfect timing because we're less than two weeks out for the launch of I Chopped Off My Tits, y'all. So I'm so pumped for that. I will be sharing all the goods on how you can get your hands on it as soon as the launch happens. Um, but if you want to make sure that you get the VIP stuff and everything um, as we um, head into launch and beyond, um, make sure you go over to amandacatherineloyd.com forward slash book. Get your name on that email list. It's super quick. Um, and that way you'll get all the goods. Um, and uh, I cannot fucking wait y'all. I can't wait. It's coming together so beautifully. Also be sure that you head over to my stories because I will be sharing some really fun stuff on there too. So, uh, I just love giving back to you. And this time of year is like, what a better time to do that. It just feels so perfect, especially as my one year anniversary of my double mastectomy is coming up on the same day as launch. And that was not, not at all, um, a coincidence. I really, really wanted to make that day impactful because it really did change my life, um, and change the way that I showed up for myself, um, and has given me the gift of this book in order to put it in your hands. And I just can't wait. So anyways, um, that is all I have to share from an update standpoint. Um, so let's get into this episode. Um so in case you are not familiar with Jordan Schomer, um she is incredible. You guys, and I, there are so many like astrologers on the planet, um, especially a few that kind of seem to to hit all of the the podcasts. And I really wanted to bring someone on that exemplified not just the modalities of it, but I really personally resonated with because I knew that they were going to resonate with you as well. And what I love about Jordan is that she really uses this as a tool for under self-understanding. And while she is super into the woo um, and the spiritual side of stuff, um, she really brings it back to the, the science and the grounding in nature, um, which personally really – really identify like i personally really identified with and she also is just like really fucking honest and legit um and and is constantly pushing the boundary for using astrology um and and in really powerful new ways like she's really really passionate and we didn't really talk about this on the podcast but she's really passionate about like bringing in like the queer elements and her feminist elements into um into her work as a coach and astrologer and um and really breaking the boundaries open um in such a you know often gendered based um space and and so it's just incredible so so go follow her but if you're not familiar with astrology it's fucking cool and we talk a lot about how you can like first of all you're going to learn so much in this episode but today we talk a lot about you know, uh, how astrology really even works. It's super different than you may think. And how to use your natal slash birth chart um, as a tool in your life. We talk about the 12 health systems of astrology. Um, we talk about going through aspects of my own birth chart um, for you guys to kind of show you the process. And it's so fucking epic. We talk about what the fuck Saturn return and Mercury and retrograde is, which is like all these things that get thrown around all the time. And it's like, what the fuck does that actually mean? Um, Not to mention just all of the things around nature, the individual versus the collective, self-expression, really getting in touch with your authentic potential and everything and beyond. So without further ado, I give you Jordan Schirmer. Let's go! Hey, Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amanda.
0: I'm so happy to be here. You're so cute. I wish
1: you guys could see her shining face right now. It's like giving me life on this gloomy day.
0: <laughs> I'm just so happy to be sitting across from you. I know.
1: I love this woman. You all, and like you guys are gonna fall in love with her too. And what's cool too is we've never had an astrologist. Is that is that like the full like what you consider your your job title, astrologist?
0: Um, astrologer. Oh, There's sorry. like some I I mean, I don't get into the drama of it all, but there's some, like, discrepancies between astrologer, astrologist. To be honest, I don't know what it is, but I resonate with the term astrologer. I also love that you use the word word resonate, because that's my life.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, okay, cool. So astrologer, and you're the first that we've had on the podcast, which is kind of nutty. Like, I can't believe that I haven't had an astrologer on, like at all with well, in the last I'm three honored. seasons well first of all I'm honored to be sitting across from you and you guys um Jordan actually read my birth chart like when what was it in May or June something like that um, feels like a million lives ago it was in a way <laughs> um and it was you know it was so cool and such a like Eye-opening experience for me because I, as I, as I've talked to you all forever about, and also Jordan, you know this when we, talk, when we were meeting. I'm like, I've been very skeptical of the woo like my whole life, and this is like the one piece of it that when I was growing up, I always was like, oh, I want to read about like my, you know, like what my astro, you know, the, the chart, and like what's going on for the week for me, and all that stuff. Like, I found it interesting, but I never really took a lot of stock in its like, value and how it could um, really, like, help me guide my life in any way. And I also went, walked into our birth chart reading, like, very skeptical. <laughs> Which I, you're like, yeah, girl. <laughs> I accept that. <laughs> um, and Because I was just like, I don't know if this is going to, resonate as you say right (laughs) um and it really really did so I'm really excited to just deep dive into all things astrology today with you it's gonna be so fun
0: yeah and the cool thing about astrology is it can be as woo or grounded as you need it to be for you and like what sort of information hits you in your heart the most efficient way Mm. and um in, in essence, astrology is math. Astrology is um, tracking the angles that the planets make to each other and the specific energy and the conversations that that like promotes. Mm. Um, and there are lots of like spiritual or like woo takes that you can dive into. Um, I've sort of latched onto to um, soul level and karmic astrology as like my, um, my passion in my in my practice, but there are so many like practical grounded ways to implement your understanding of astrology on a regular basis that doesn't necessarily have to be super woo.
1: That is the first time I think I've heard anyone talk about astrology in that way, genuinely.
0: Yeah. And it's surprising to a lot of people. that And that was definitely the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around because I am very drawn to Wu. I've mm. always been very spiritual and very interested in all things sort of larger than me. Yeah. And that's what brought me to astrology in the first place. And then once I was sitting down with my mentors and I was reading and studying so that I could make this my life's work I was like oh this is more like numbers and calculations than I thought (laughs) I'm back in math
1: class bitch
0: (laughs) (laughs) which has never been my strong suit so really that the like practical like um like math part Mm. of it has been the biggest struggle for me um but it's I think the like woo of it all can turn people off. But my gift, which is like highlighted all over my birth chart is that I can talk to any person about it. Like Mm -hmm. I can just read into what you are able to sort of like digest and understand, and I can speak to your level um and just knowing that and seeing that link in my birth chart has really empowered me mm. to talk to literally anyone about astrology. Like my every time my grandma <laughs> calls me or texts me and my grandma texts. She's like what's the moon doing? Oh my <laughs> and god. And like I love that. She is not a woo anything. Yeah. But I know that I can reach her with this information in a way that like she can wrap her head around.
1: Yeah. And I can reflect that so deeply because sitting across the table from you in that coffee shop and, like, talking and, like, having you read my birth chart and, like, going through the whole thing, I was like, fuck, like, this is so... Like, the way you were reflecting things back to me and, like, things that you wouldn't know, like, you just wouldn't know about my life, like the fact that I was writing a book. Like, you didn't know that at the time. And I was, like, only, like, two months into writing it and you were like, you're meant to publish a book and multiple Mm -hmm. books. And I was like, "Oh, oh! (laughs) <laughs> well, fun fact, like, I'm writing one right now. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> and it was just, like, such a crazy thing. And for me, it just confirmed, like, this as being grounded in reality um, and, and, and also, like, has the woo elements. But I think that for, as somebody who is often skeptical around the woo things because I feel like they've been presented for so long as things that aren't grounded in science or grounded in truth – even though math and science were not my fortes, like I still, I need, I need the both. I need the, the grounding pull and the like airy, um you know, energy. I, I need mm-hmm. both in order for me to really feel aligned with something. So you describing it that way, I don't know if y'all are like, fuck yeah, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Cause for me, like that just completely shifts the way I see this.
0: Yeah. And there are so many different ways to frame this information in a way that like, makes sense to different people. Mm. Like, I think that, you know, for really science minded people, if you accept that the moon rules the tides, and that we are also made up of 70% of water, Mm -hmm. then how could it not relate to the moon and us as small bodies of water you know and there are so many different like correlations that we see outside of ourselves that are affected by what is happening in the sky Um, and for us to not count ourselves as a part of that I think is one of like the the like entitlement or like downfalls of humanity is that we see ourselves as something separate than the earth Mm. and like of like the earthly systems and astrology just says that you're not exempt from any of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I also think it's so topical given everything that's going on with the earth right now and, mm-hmm. like, all the environmental stuff. And it's like, yeah, when we when we think we're above that shit and – for years, I think hum- humans have felt that way. Um, just because we have a conscious brain that that operates differently than animals do, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we're not a part of the overall system. And I think I think you're right. Like it's it's humanity at our downfall is believing. Yes, in the individualistic tendencies are important to a certain extent, um, but I think that we've moved so towards individualistic and so outside of community and outside of where we come from.
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: we've lost like a sense of where like the the grounding of of nature and the grounding of like what makes us who we are.
0: Yeah. It's so fascinating to me, especially um, as an astrologer and a coach who works with individuals on an individual level. Yeah. My aim with astrology is to move you closer to your authenticity. I am Mm. not interested in making you more acceptable or like assisting you in keeping up with the Joneses or whatever Mm -hmm. that means. Um, My aim is really to highlight all of your beautiful complexities, all of the things that make you contradictory and complex and unique, Mm -hmm. while at the same time, recognizing that we are all a part of something larger than us and each individual part of like, our role in the world is just a larger piece of the collective. And so it does really work with these dualities of the individual and how the individual's, like, self-awareness and understanding Mm. of their own energy, their own gifts, their own strengths, their own challenges, um, in a way, like, contribute in a massive way to Mm. the collective. I think the more self-aware we are and the more um, like understanding of our uniqueness that we like step into, the more we contribute to the whole. Mm, I completely agree, yeah. and, And then at the same time, we who see ourselves as individuals are so deeply influenced by society, which is not the earth, which is nothing of, like, earthly matter that is all man-made. Yeah. And I, and I say man-made mm-hmm. for a reason. <laughs> and we don't have to get into that. But, that <laughs> <it is. laughs> but so much of the work that I am doing is indicating where people are holding on to society's expectations and society's mm. standards for them and sort of, like, shake them loose from the hold of, like, all of the narrow views that society Mm -hmm. gives us because we live in a world that expects us to be one thing. Mm -hmm. And if astrology does anything, it affirms that you are anything, but one thing. Yeah.
1: I love this. And I think like to me, what everything you're saying, it like resonates so deeply with like the work I do too. And I think ultimately like, that's the beauty of like all these different tools that you can have in your toolbox. And I say this all the time, but like astrology is just another tool that you can Mm -hmm. utilize to to develop more self-awareness. And, and it's one that I deeply believe in now, like after doing the work I've done with you and like just going through like a reading, which is so fascinating. And I know it, it shifts as like time goes on, but the beauty is like having, having tools in your toolbox to say, Oh, this helps me understand myself more. And like, when you were like letting me know, and we'll talk about this cause I want everyone to like, kind of get a, like a mini like brief of like, how do I figure out what like my sign is, what my rising sign is, my sun sign mm-hmm. and my moon sign, all that good stuff. But like when you were talking about those for me and telling me what they were in my chart and what they meant, I was like, Oh shit. Like that is so on point, like so deeply on point. Um, and I just, I don't know. It was really, really like such a whirlwind of an experience. So, so can we dive into that a little bit cuz I really yeah. want like everyone listening to be like get a, like a little mini lesson in like astrology. So, if you were to like do like a bite-sized like 10-minute segment with somebody, like where would you start? Like how would they be able to like get to know or like how could they even learn about like what their I know like a full chart reading is impossible to do without mm-hmm. someone like you. But like how would they get started to learn even like bits and pieces of their chart?
0: So, um, starting with your natal chart, which is your birth chart, and it is the, it is your astrological, uh, like fingerprint. Okay. And it is a snapshot of where all the planets were and the stars were placed in the sky when you were born. And the thing that literally sends shivers up my spine is, Um, just like we were saying the, like the duality of the individual and the collective, Mm -hmm. that is your birth chart. And that actually doesn't change. There are like layers of like different charts that, I mean, you can cast a chart for literally anything. And that will, that energy applies to you in some way, Mm -hmm. but your birth chart or your natal chart, those terms are used interchangeably is your personal astrology. And Even though your personal astrology colors the rest of your trajectory, it colors the energy that you're moving through the world with, Mm -hmm. every single person on the planet who was living when you were alive moved through that moment in time with you. So not only is that your individual like fingerprint astrologically, but your fingerprint is imprinted on everyone who was alive when you were born. And that, just that notion that like, what is your guiding force also lives inside of everyone on the planet who was alive at that time. is Mm -hmm. just like, oh, so powerful. I'm obsessed. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, so I would start with... Um, looking at your natal chart with your sun, moon, and rising. And in order to find that, you need to know your exact birth time. Um, the mo- the like, more exact, the better, yeah. just because that will indicate where all the houses sit and the houses rule different areas of life. Can and- you talk
1: about the houses? Because this was something I had not heard shit, all, shit all until we did our reading. And I was like, oh, this is so, because this really colors every piece of
0: it. Yeah. So um, not only is where everything in the sky when you were born important, but there are from like thousands and thousands of years of these, like of astrological study, there are different um, house systems and they're, um, and depending, different astrologers will use different ones. It makes me so think of when Harry you're, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind <laughs> of a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but when you are Finding an astrologer, you are also... you're not only investing in your like readings and that sort of thing, but you're investing in the intuition of the astrologer. That's sort of the nature of the game. And so whatever house system resonates with the astrologer is one that they'll use. There are, there are some that like will vary a little bit. So your placements will be a little different, but there are 12 houses in astrology and each one rules a different area of life. So the first house is the house of the self. The second house is the self, the house of possessions and personal wealth and values third house is the house of communication and the mind and community, so on and so forth to like the 12th house, which is the most complex. It is all of the things that we keep hidden. It is the place where our shame, our trauma, Mm. our inherited beliefs all live. Um, And depending on like what houses are most important in your chart, that will sort of indicate like the topics or the areas of life that will be most important to you. Yeah. Yeah. So sun, moon, and rising sort of indicate your personality in a vacuum. Your sun, um, which is the most popular, like, if you know the day you were born, you know your sun sign. Um, And that indicates sort of like the essence of who you are. It's your wants, your ego, your identity. And then your moon sign um, indicates your inner world. So it's your emotionality, your emotional needs, um, the things that you need in order to feel at home. Um, I mean, if we dig a little deeper than that, the moon represents your relationship with your mother. The sun represents the relationship with your father. Oh, um, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't know and that so, like, That's cool. So like the placements and the conversations that those two planets are having mm. will um, oftentimes relate back to um, your experiences in childhood with either one of those parents or like it can be like a primary like caretaker parent versus primary Mm. provider parent. Um, The gender roles do not apply in astrology. Love it. Uh, And then your rising sign is the one that you need your exact birth time for. It is when you were born the constellation which was rising in the east so the constellation that was on the horizon and that will indicate the mask you wear to the world so when people first meet you they meet your rising sign it's also sort of like our default personality when we are stressed Mm. in new situations or I often like call it like your phone voice Mm. when you pick up the phone and you have that like bizarre tone to your voice that you don't even recognize, mm. um, that's your rising sign. And it's sort of involuntary. It kind of just like comes up when you need a shield.
1: Yeah. So your sun sign is the one that most people would probably know just based on their birthday, correct? Yeah. So like, like
0: both of us are both Aquariuses Yeah. because we were born in February. Between, yeah, yeah. Between January, February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: mm-hmm. so you guys probably, all listening, probably have an understanding of what you are because you probably have read your horoscope at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. Um but I just I've it's funny because I've never like resonated with being an Aquarius, which I find mm-hmm. really interesting. And yet when we were talking about my birth chart in general, like I was like this is so on point. Um and then when you talked about like the layers of an like outside of the like bullshit little, you know, right. blurbs on Aquarius, I was like, "Oh, maybe I do feel more connected to this as we were, because Aquarius are always like described as very like I don't know, like super like hipstery, <laughs> you know. It's like when I, <laughs> that's when, not I wrong. when I think that about Aquarius, like that's what I think of, and and it's just like very like misunderstood, and like identity is so important, which I think it, it is important to me, but like it's just like. I don't know, like creative in a way that like I've never really felt creative, and like mm-hmm. just the energy of it has never really I like I've never identified with it. I've always been like I was born on the wrong day, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, like how do you if you if you feel like that's part of your process and you're like I don't really identify with mm-hmm. where my horoscope tells me I land, like how does yeah. that how does that work? So
0: um first horoscopes are actually written for your rising sign. Really? Yes. And what? Um, yeah. So ideally you would read the horoscope if you're into horoscopes. You'd read the horoscope for your sun sign and your rising sign. Oh, interesting. Um and it's sort of the bridge between that information where you can suss out yeah. like what works for you. Um but horoscopes in general are written for I mean because you know you look at your sign. Um, whether it's rising or sun sign, it's written for a 12th of the population, mm. you know, so it lacks nuance. Yeah. Um, and also my biggest pet peeve with astrology um, and me. like how it's, <laughs> it's being like mass marketed right now mm. is sun sign astrology. Your sun sign is not the most important part of your birth chart. If anything, it's just one piece of your birth chart. Um, I'd say your sun, moon, and rising could be the most important combination of energy in your chart, but it's all on on an individual basis. If you have um, like all of your personal planets, which we'll talk about in a second, but all of your personal planets in the fourth house, Mm -hmm. um, that is going to give you a natural, like, Cancer-esque vibe Mm -hmm. to it. Even if you don't have like your sun, moon, or rising in cancer, people are going to perceive you as a nurturer, as a caretaker, because the fourth house is ruled by cancer. Mm. And that adds an extra flair to the way you move through the world. And so in order to kind of like assess what the most dominant like energy in your chart is, I'd have to look at your individual birth chart. Totally. And sun sign astrology in essence, is just lazy astrology. Mm. It's, it is devaluing the nuance of us as individuals. And just like everything else in our society right now is just like slapping a label on what you could be. Yeah. Just so we don't have to do the work to dive deeper and understand the complexities of each individual.
1: Yeah. And also like the sun sign you said is like the lens in which we see the world, right? Yep. So like when you describe that as like, innovative for me like Aquarius is being like I have my chart in front of me and all the notes I took because I'm a nerd um but you know like in the students of humanity you said like someone who's resistant to the status quo um Mm -hmm. like super innovative and forward thinking and like understanding being really important I was like oh yes especially the latter part like the need to understand Mm -hmm. for me is like such an important part of the way I show up in relationships the way I show up in like the work I do I'm like okay I need to understand why this is not happening this way and I need to change it and Mm -hmm. it's like and that that brings in the innovation the forward thinking piece of it and it's like so okay yeah this does really make sense for me
0: yeah and I find a lot of the information that is provided about sun signs is very surface Mm. um and it is it is surface for a reason because um that information is a great way to sort of, like, get you into the deeper understanding of things. Yeah, like tiptoe in. Right. But if you're not going to do that and you're going to stay in your sur- surface level of understanding, yeah. then chances are astrology probably won't resonate with you. mm
1: and I think that was the problem is I was, you know, all I knew was the surface and I hadn't yeah. really, you know, had the opportunity to go deeper. So how would somebody like without working with like an astrologer, how would somebody figure out what, like, could they plug it into like an app or online? Yeah, so,
0: um, my favorite website is astro.com. Okay. Um, I, uh, they have a really reliable, um, like chart populator, population, Mm -hmm. whatever thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think you have to make an account, but it's free. And you have to, they'll prompt you to put in your um, birth time, your birth location, and your birth date. Um, And then you'll see the wheel of the chart. And um, if you're not looking at a wheel, then you're not looking at your astrology. CoStar yeah. is also a really big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> oh, really? Because I totally uh, yes. use CoStar. Wait, why no, no, is CoStar I think bad? it's great. I think it's great as a tool, but it is not a substitute for an astrologer. Mm. Like 100%, if you're into astrology and want to use it for you, like on a very like individual level, yeah. um, you got it. You have to have an astrologer. Yeah, That's like sure. Well, you know, even like, if you want to investigate your own chart, if you are not like, if you haven't studied the like nuances and the complexities of astrology is too much information for you to like really wrap your head around. Yeah. And CoStar is great to like touch base yeah. with. to it's like, like the little like horoscope. Right. To like have your chart with you. But I will say I have seen so many like because I don't have, I don't have CoStar because I don't have an iPhone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've seen people post their little, like, what CoStar told me today. And they're people that I have their chart in my computer. Mm. And I so strongly disagreed with what CoStar oh, the information the CoStar gave them.
1: So take it with a grain of salt, y'all, if you're using CoStar. Yes, <laughs> a, a massive grain day. of salt.
0: <laughs> and also just like the layout is not conducive to someone understanding astrology, yeah. just with that like the houses on one side and like the placements on the other side. If someone shows me that, I can't I can't read it because mm-hmm. it's not a wheel.
1: Yeah. Also, um, like just from a like Total sidebar too, when you guys use like bite which are great like and it's always helpful to have little tiny things if they make you feel good, but this is I think the overall like issue with so many people in the desiring to become more self-aware is it's like, let me get a book. Let me get this app. And really like the deep work, the deep transformational work that is going to happen is when you hire somebody and you literally invest your time and money into learning about yourself and, or doing and uncovering the work, whether that's with an astrologer like Jordan or with a coach or with a fucking therapist, Therapist. whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Like you need to hire like, I, I, I cannot say that enough. Like you just yeah. need to invest your time and money in that
0: space. Well, I have an astrologer and yeah. I am an astrologer. There is just some, yeah. there's some things that you are too close to, to really be able to unpack. And in like, in essence, we are all just reflectors to each other. Mm-hmm. Like when you hire a coach, when you hire an astrologer, when you hire a therapist, the majority of the work you're doing is they're holding a mirror to you and you are seeing yourself in a way that you can't see yourself from from the inside. Totally.
1: And that's, I think what you said earlier, you guys, that's why it's so important when you are hiring somebody to love their energy and to mm-hmm. feel so connected to them when you hear them speak, when you, you know, get to know them. It's like, it, that's why I love working with the clients I work with. Cause they like immediately were like, yes, I need to work with you. And it's, be, and it's, and it has nothing to do with the work I do. Like that, transformation is massive and incredible, but ultimately it would not happen if they didn't trust me and didn't immediately walk in and go, I'm here. And like, yeah, you're right. Like I reflect. And also like, we have like fucking powers of being able to see people in a way that they can't see themselves. And yeah. And ultimately it's just pulling out stuff that is already inside of you. Right. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing, but I, I, So I just wanted to put that out there because so many of y'all like I see you and I know you and like you're showing up and you're trying to get the work done, but you're Scared because you have limiting beliefs around money or around what you're possible, you know, what is capable for you. And you're scared to like take that next step in investing in a coach or or an astrologer or XYZ, like put it, fill the blank. um And you just don't take that step. And because of that, you're still on the same wheel. You're still on this, you know, mm-hmm. constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, and what Jordan said is so valid. And like, I, that's why I like, you know, to have people like Jordan in my life and in my corner. That's why I personally have a business coach and a health coach and like all of these things like I you have to invest so that you can constantly be showing up so just a little yeah. get off my well, podium and
0: <laughs> as work because I'm an astrologer but I'm also a cosmic coach I coach people long term using their personal astrology to address their specific goals or challenges that. or barriers just accepting that I'm not for everyone uh, was absolutely difficult and triggering for me because I um want to be an acceptable and loved person, Mm. but it is important for me to recognize that. And also it's been really difficult to um, ask for money for people, Mm. you know, because that imposter syndrome creeps in, but I understand that like the people who invest their money into me get more out of it than the people who don't. Yeah. And those things collide when someone inquires about a session or a reading of some sort and I give them my rates and I never hear back from them. Mm -hmm. And then there's a part of me that just understands that like, because I'm an intuitive astrologer, especially that like, they're not ready and they will either come back when they are ready or I'm not for them. And that's okay. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's understanding that sort of like push and pull, but also like w- like valuing yourself and the things that you have to offer and then allowing that energetic exchange to be present.
1: Yeah, because I mean, and I see this time and time again, I used to run free groups all the time. And w- when you first start, you know, starting your business, like there's a certain amount of like clout that you need to kind of gain. Mm-hmm. And so I, I used to run free groups all the time and um, and um, and charge really low rates to be honest like when i first started um and as i've like in the last couple of years as i've like you know really sunk into my coaching practice and i've been charging like a good amount of money for the work that i do um it's been so interesting to see the difference in transformation because mm-hmm. when like when people invest their money into something And this goes for me, too. Like, I shelled out a lot of money for a business coach this year for the first time. Like, and I've worked with business coaches before, but this was, like, a whole new level of, like, woo, thousands of dollars. Here we go all at once. And it felt incredible. And the transformation that I had as a result of the energy and the decision made such a difference in my world. And- I see that happening in my client's world too. So yeah, I did not expect to talk, to talk about this with you, but I love it. And I think it's so, so, so important to just like constantly be up-leveling yourself and growing. Mm-hmm. And the best way you can do that is it's an energy exchange. Really all that yeah. money is, is energy.
0: I will say really quickly, um, my rates are still pretty low <laughs> given like market rates. So yeah. like if you're trying to get an astrology reading, get one with me now because <laughs> come the new year my rates are going, going up. up.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and all of J- um, Jordan's like info to contact her and everything. Mostly I think that you're on Instagram and like i the best Instagram. way. But yeah, but it'll all be in the show notes for you guys. Um so you can reach out and get your, get your birth chart read or get your cosmic coaching, <laughs> or whatever the fuck you need heading into the new year because I'm obsessed. Okay. I want to go back though. So like rising sun, I just want to mm-hmm. confirm. So sun sign is the lens in which you see the world and that's the one you probably already know. Yep. And then once you figure it out and you've like typed it into coast, what is this? Astro.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Astro.com. You figure out your moon sign and your rising sign. Yep.
0: So, um, your rising sign will be, um, on the left side of the wheel. There's a, a place that says AC. Um, that's your ascendant or rising sign. Those terms are used interchangeably. Okay, cool. And then your moon sign will be a moon and it will be <laughs> wherever it is. How um, the moon changes signs every two and a half days. So if you were born on the same day as someone, but a different year, mm. um, chances are you'll have a different moon sign. That's cool. And
1: does it tell you which house they're into or is yes. that separate? Okay. Yeah.
0: The default housing system that's usually used, um, on astro.com. And I think the majority of the other sites that you can populate a chart on is Placidus and that's the house system I use. It's just the one that resonates with me right now. Cool. Um, um, but there are other whole sign is another really popular one. Um, uh, Coke is another one that's really popular, but, um, it's really just like, I think Placidus is a great place to start. It's the default for a reason.
1: So. Okay. And that'll show up on the astro.com reading. Yeah. Yep. So like you guys, this was so fascinating. So when Jordan read my chart, my rising sign was cancer, which is actually mm-hmm. this, my mom's like uh, sun sign, which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, and rising sign just to confirm is the mask you wear like to outside before people get to know you. Yep. That's and- your first impression. And I thought this was so interesting to me because you were talking about like, well, how, what is a cancer from your perspective? I don't want to take the words out of your mouth again, but.
0: A cancer is the nurturer of the Zodiac. Um, so the caretaker, very invested in domestic life. But when it's your rising sign, when people first meet you, there's like a general familiarity. Like people mm. might feel like they have no, they've known you before or they just immediately feel kind of comfortable in your nurturing energy. Yeah. Um, and just like very like attuned, like very empathetic. Um, Oftentimes water, like cancer or Pisces risings are going to be empaths. So it's really important for you to know that so you can know to protect your energy because otherwise you'll be carrying around just like luggage of other people's emotional baggage. And Mm -hmm. like, listen, you've got your own. You don't have to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that. Yep, So fun. But yeah, no, it was really fascinating just to kind of like see that because I also something you sh- you shared um, at the time of my reading was that it was like that I'm, I show up really transparently. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's like, I constantly get like messages or like reviews for the podcast or anything like people who are like seeing me on Instagram and being like, you are so like, you're one of the most transparent people I know. For a long time, I was like, damn, like that's the best compliment ever, you know? Cause it's like, I just, I'm just being me ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know how to do anything, but, but I think it's, it's to have that reflected back from complete strangers, uh, which y'all are not really strangers now. Cause you know, you're all my BFFs, but like, let's be honest, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's somebody who doesn't know like the inside of my soul uh, outside mm-hmm. of what I'm sharing on here, which is most of my life anyways. But it's just, <laughs> it was really cool to like have that reflected back. And I think that that says so much about cancer being my rising sign. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm really excited. I kind of want want you guys all to share once you guys listen to this podcast, like tag me in Jordan and like, let us know what your signs
0: are. Cause I want to know. Um, yeah, and like, and they're also like, there are different parts in your life where you act out different parts of your birth chart. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not a like all or nothing sort of thing. Um, usually as a child during your childhood, you are much more um, like a vehicle of your moon sign because as a child like you're very driven by your emotional needs and and, like and the moon sign is like your inner
1: world right yep Mm -hmm. okay
0: yeah it's also sort of like the way you view yourself like you're most Mm. your moon sign when you are alone and like no one's watching you
1: so okay so because my moon sign you guys is libra which was really interesting to me Cause I've also like dated a lot of Libras, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought, like, I don't know why I just like, I just attuned to that. So like, w- cause in mine and it was also in the fifth house, which is like expression, which I thought was really cool. And so like how, like my inner child, like what I constantly need to like really bring her to the forefront and which is really honestly me is like play and creativity and joy Um and, and. When I'm not respecting that, like I tend to sweep that under the rug, which is what you said is like the shadow sign of being a Libra, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really fucking cool because it's so on
0: point for me. Yeah, well, Libra is the sign of partnership. And with partnership comes compromise. But mm. sometimes in shadow, Libra is much more willing to bend and compromise than to advocate for themselves. So real. Because <laughs> Libra is all about balance. Mm. And advocating and asserting yourself upsets the balance mm. or the harmony of a situation. So oftentimes, Libra will just like stuff whatever their needs are and bury them deep so that everyone can just like everything's nice. Yeah. Everything's going to stay nice. Everyone's going to be peaceful. Um, And whenever I talk to any Libra, I empower them to challenge that on a regular basis as much as they can.
1: I think that's why the nuance of knowing these are so important, though, because, like, if I had just been looking at Aquarius, which is what I had been for, like, my whole life, like, that piece of the puzzle for me, like, I'm getting emotional because, like, that's something I've been deeply – because of this chart and, like, going through this with you, like, and and coming to that realization that, oh, wow, like, I have literally – spent my whole life putting everyone else's needs before my Mm -hmm. own. And I think this is something that's really common in women in general, but also just like for me has been a huge piece of the puzzle that I haven't really actively worked on because I didn't really know that it was there. It just felt like part of the status quo for me. Yeah. Um, and like, that's been a big part of what I've been learning to do in therapy and like in my relationships, it's been like, I'm going to express my needs right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like, and that's new for me. Um, especially like in the span, in the scope of relationships, like I'm really good at doing that with my self care and I'm really good at doing that, um, in my business, but I suck at doing that in relationships, which is super fascinating.
0: Yeah. Well, and like, and those three placements, really are just, like, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, cause what, because what we went into,
1: like, Mercury and Venus. Right. and So,
0: like, once you understand your moon sign, you get a better sense of what your emotional needs are, but the way you express those needs could be very different energy. Mm. So Mercury, the planet, Mercury rules your mind, your communication, and the way you relate to people, sort of, like, on a everyday level, mm-hmm. and sometimes your Mercury is not in the same sign as your sun. It's usually, it oftentimes is just because of how the planet moves, Um, but it can be the sun, the sign before the sign after. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that that creates some tension if your sun sign is in Aquarius, but your Mercury is in Capricorn. Yep, Aquarius (laughs) is very like forward thinking, very innovative, but the way you like process information, the way you communicate as a Capricorn, Mercury is very rigid, very conservative, um, very narrow in a lot of ways. Mm. And so that is a challenge for you to find a balance between, um, and then you have Venus, which, which rules the, the way you give and receive love, the things you are attracted to, but sometimes what you are attracted to does not resonate with your emotional needs and mm-hmm. what you need from another person and so there needs to be an understanding and a compromise there and then you have mars which is how you assert yourself and how you move through the world um and your like aggression mm-hmm. and sometimes if you are a really fiery person your sun is in a fire sign but mars is in a water sign mm-hmm. then your desires to be assertive and direct um come up with some conflict when you have your mars let's say in cancer and your main expression of taking steps forward is passive Hmm. or is not direct and so there are so many um contradictions and complexities that come with understanding your astrology, which just reinforce like all the things you already know. I never say anything to anyone that they don't already know in some place of them. I'm just synthesizing in a way that I can tell you a story about who you are in this world. um, that, that gets you right in your heart chakra that gets you in your heart so that your intellect doesn't have time to like criticize or analyze or say like, Oh, do I believe this To No, I get you right in your heart. And so then you can take that information and, um, and apply it intellectually. So fucking juicy
1: y'all like I am here for it. And like reading back through, I haven't looked at these notes in a while and like reading back through this, I'm like, yep. Can you talk a little bit before we get into fast questions? Cause I want to make sure that we, we dive into that before we end the episode, but, um, can you talk a little bit about Saturn return? Cause I, I, this is like something that I think so many of us are either in the process of going through right now or coming up against, or have just come out of who are listening to the podcast. And like, for me, I know I'm about to enter my Saturn return in December, um, based on what you told me. So like, can you talk a little bit about what the fuck that is and like all of that good stuff?
0: So I feel incredibly tied to Saturn return because the day of my Saturn return, i Became an astrologer in a way that, like, I it was not voluntary. Astrology found me, and it was because of Saturn. Mm. So, Saturn is the planet that rules maturity and purpose, but it also rules restrictions and boundaries and structures. And your Saturn return is when Saturn moves all the way around the zodiac and ends up at the exact same degree it was when you were born. And it takes approximately 29 years. And it is not like you turn 29 and it's your Saturn return. A lot of people um, assume they've hit their Saturn return before they actually have. And that is detrimental to the lessons you're meant to learn. Saturn sort of acts as your cosmic life coach. And Saturn is not tactful or compassionate or kind. So when Saturn lessons come around, they are oftentimes very upsetting and very heavy um, when Saturn enters the sign it was when you were born. So let's say your Saturn is at eight degrees of Capricorn. That's where mine is. When Saturn entered Capricorn at one degree, it started the period of Saturn return, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until Saturn sat on top of eight degrees of Capricorn, that it was my Saturn return. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest astrological event that you have been through in your time. Um, it is sort Saturn is sort of like pushing you into adulthood. So until your Saturn return, astrologically speaking, you are not an adult. Interesting. Um, which means that you are still learning. And Saturn's aim is to move you towards your authentic purpose in a way that is not necessarily super kind or gentle. Mm -hmm. Um, So during your Saturn return, it is all about like the structures that you've built around your identity come into question. Who am I in the world? What am I meant to do? How am I meant to do it? And it's almost like, In my experience, it felt like I was kind of trudging through mud, where it's like I thought I had a sense of who I was, and then Saturn swooped in, and I was like, Wait, nothing is what I thought it was. Mm. And in and Saturn does that in order for us to be a little bit removed from the structures that we've created and to assess are these structures that I built out of insecurity or fear or limiting beliefs or beliefs that someone told me that I just held on to for all of these years and what needs to be dismantled in order for me to, in my astrological adulthood, rebuild new structures that are more in line with my authentic purpose so it can be really upsetting and during Saturn return everything feels very faded it feels very like I need to do this now or else it's mm-hmm. like very or else attitude um, the idea like scarcity becomes a really big topic because Saturn rules scarcity mentality mm-hmm. um, and so it can just be a time where like you feel very lost and that's the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like you're meant to lose yourself in order to refine the more authentic version of you.
1: So does it tend to fall around like your 29th birthday?
0: Not necessarily. Um, it really depends on where Saturn is for you and what Saturn is doing in the sky. Cause just like Um, I'm sure you're familiar with Mercury retrograde, which Mm -hmm. we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mercury retrograde is the like planetary retrograde we talk about because Mercury rules communication. But every planet retrogrades. The sun and the moon do not. They're not actually planets. Mm -hmm. But Mercury, Mars, Venus, like all of the outer planets, all retrograde. So our Saturn return... Um, oh no, you're Saturn and Aquarius, aren't you?
1: Mm, My Saturn return, according to you, starts this December, according to my chart, it starts December, 2020. Oh, 2020. Um, So that's in a year.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're Saturn and Aquarius. So, um, for me, Saturn and Capricorn people, we, our Saturn return period has been longer than most Mm -hmm. because, um, Saturn has retrograded twice since it, since it entered Capricorn. Um, usually Saturn return lasts about two and a half years. Ours is more like three years.
1: So, cause that's so interesting because you were talking and I was like, oh, I didn't think I was in my Saturn return, but then like everything you're talking about, the identity piece that every like, since we've had our reading, like, I feel like I was telling this to my therapist last, last week, actually, I was like, I feel like this has been year of identity for me and so much of what has transpired for myself has been around the concept of identity and who I am and and like in ways that I've never explored it before like coming out as bi and like all these things that I'm like ah like who am I and what do I do and like you know I've been like like some of my like clients know but I've been really revamping like the work that I do one-on-one and like what how i like am supposed to serve like All of y'all listening, you know, and like even through my book, I feel like it's been a healing process of writing and like coming to like, oh, wow, like this has been how I've identified like so much of the anxiety and stuff that I've been going through personally in the last few months has been rooted around how I unconsciously have I been identifying my whole life without really knowing it Mm -hmm. and like how because of all these different events, it's like triggered me realizing like these things about myself that I was like, I had no concept of. So, so it's interesting. Like, cause I, to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking totally in my,
0: in my Saturn return right now. So, <laughs> um, as you say that, I, um, I hear you and I don't want to invalidate that that's like what you're going through, mm-hmm. but when Saturn, your Saturn return hits, it'll feel very different. What you're moving through right now um, is more soul level stuff. So like um, Saturn is very like earthly. It's like, what is our role like on on the planet? What is yeah. our purpose? Yeah. Um, but just because I know your chart, I believe what you're moving through right now is um, North Node in Cancer. So... Um, huh? I'm like (laughs) and like there's always there's always shit happening so like the fact that it feels very Saturn returning is not wrong yeah it's just I don't think it's Saturn that's doing that okay so um this sort of like gets into karmic stuff but like and I'll do it briefly but like the nodes of the moon indicate our soul's path um your south node is what you brought with you from a past life. So like strengths, skills, but also habits and patterns. Mm-hmm. And your north node sits exactly opposite um and it's where your soul is longing to evolve towards. Mm. Um and right now this year from um February to about like January February The north node for us all um, has been in cancer. And for you, that falls in the first house, the house of identity. Mm -hmm. And so your soul is longing to get clear on your personal identity. And because it's in cancer, nurturing that personal identity. And, and I'm imagining there are a lot of different things that are coinciding with that, but that just as you're talking is yeah. what I like and am, 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 like feeling into for you. I love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys, and this is why it's so important to have somebody in your corner who can reflect this. Cause like, that's not something that I could possibly ever understand on my own. So I love that. Okay. Um, I feel like we, I could talk to you forever about this stuff. <laughs> I know I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. It never <laughs> Um, But seriously, you guys, like, this is. I hope that you, your brain has exploded as much as mine did around this, and and is continuing to. And um, please reach out to Jordan. Like I said, all of the stuff's going to be um, in the show notes. But like, she has been such a guide for me, and I'm just like so deeply like. I just think it's so, it's, it's so amazing to see somebody come into their gift um, and like watching you from afar for like a while and knowing like your path has been, and I wish we'd gotten more into that, but like, it's been so beautiful to like watch you just come into this and like it and have, and see you reflect it in such a, in a powerful way. So like, I'm honoring you deeply for that. Oh, um, thank you. But okay, let's do some fun, fast questions before we hop off. So cool. Boop, boop, boop. other than astrology what's something that you're super passionate about reality tv
0: okay any like particular shows at the moment all, um literally all of them i am actually <laughs> actively working on becoming the astrologer to the real housewives i'm dead like all i all i want in this life is to like be at the reunions and to like sit on the panel and be like well Dorinda's a Sagittarius and Ramona's a Scorpio so of course they're gonna keep clashing (laughs) like that's just my dream (laughs) I can so picture it for you that's hilarious I mean follow my Instagram because once this new season of The Bachelor starts um I plan on doing like Instagram stories as as far as like how astrology pertains to like what's happening in the house I Love that. I I know. I'm obsessed. Love
1: that. Have okay, I need to connect you with um my friends, Rachel and Kyle, because they have a bachelor podcast and it's incredible. Oh my god. And they should have you on. So, anyways, we'll we'll talk more. Um obsessed. Okay, craziest thing that you've ever done in your life.
0: Um, I mean, honestly, it feels like um abandoning my work as an actor, which Mm. I I do. I do see as abandoning because, um, it was my, it was my identity up until Saturn return. That was how I identified Jordan, the actor, Jordan, the performer. It just, it took a lot of courage for me to pivot out of that. Like sense of self. Yeah. Because it really was so much of like how I, how I saw myself in the world. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that. I also flew down to Florida for a date earlier this year, which felt a little crazy. I love that. <laughs> I love
1: that. Um, okay. Oh, so many good things. Okay, and last question. Boop, boop, boop. You ready? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you to live your
0: fuck yes life? For me, it means stepping into your authenticity and not... Not to say not being compassionate to, like, how that affects other people, but, like, without any sort of regard of, like, what society puts on us, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm very um, attuned to who I am versus who I'm supposed to be, quote-unquote. Yeah. And, um, there is just something so empowering with continuing to walk down a path of your authenticity and just like flip the fucking bird at the like path of society just to be like, fuck you, yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah. I love that.
1: Okay. Um, and so obviously I know I said that I was, this is was going to be in the show notes, but the best way for people to connect with you and like get all the goods and DM you about getting readings and just following you and all that good stuff is on Instagram.
0: Yep. Instagram at my full name, Jordan Shomer. I am your astrologer friend. And it's Um,
1: J-O-R-D-A-N-S-H-O-M-E-R. In case y'all don't
0: check your show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And feel free to DM me. Um, Also, if you have any like questions about like what a reading would be like i i do a bunch of different readings so i do natal chart readings but i also do relationship readings which are like synastry mm. so i can layer two charts on top of each other see how the energy relates to one another just like how you were saying like your mom's sun sign yeah. is your rising sign i can look deeper into that and see if there's like a deeper connection there or like why you continue to like date Libras. Yeah. I can look into that too. Yeah. My husband's um, not a
1: Libra, but I've dated so many
0: Libras. Like it's Yeah. Naughty. I mean, cause there there might have been something that you needed to sort of like work on with them yeah. to move you past that like that magnetism. Yeah. Um, and then I do transit readings. So like what's coming up for you now? How how the planets in the sky are affecting your chart. Um, and then long-term coaching. So, um, reach out to her for all that. Yeah. Be my friend. I'm your friend. Yay.
1: (laughs) And make sure to you guys, if you're listening to this, like shout us out on your Instagram and let us know, like we genuinely, I want to know like what your charts are and like what your rising sun is and your sun sign and your moon sign. I want to know all the good. So, um, I'm getting, I'm super nerding out on all this stuff. So nerd out with me. (laughs) This is
0: literally my whole life. I just nerd out all day long. It's Possessed. I love it so much.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Jordan. You're amazing. Ah, uh, thank you for having me. And there you have it. Thank you, Jordan, so much for sharing your gifts with the audience, And for all the stuff we talked about in today's episode, you can check it out at the show notes at com forward slash podcast forward slash 76. And as always, if this episode resonated with you, shout it out on Instagram, um, share it on the webs, and pay it forward to a friend. Maybe you guys can geek out about your mutual astrology um, charts. Go over to all the stuff she shared about um, and the links so that you can really get to know the basics, at least, of your chart. And of course, if you are interested in learning more, reach out to Jordan. She's been such a beautiful resource in my own life, and I know that she would be one in yours too. And I am just so fucking grateful for y'all. I hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful week. Remember that this time of year can get a little crazy balls and a little bit, um, a little bit inward thinking. So I'm here for you always. If you need a, pe- a pep, um, whether it's from the podcast or on Instagram, I am just a message away. And just know that you are in this with others, with with this whole community. You are not alone. And um, and I hope that this gave a little bit of light in maybe a gloomy day, if that's where you're at. So uh, I will see you guys next week on the audience and uh, the podcast. And until then, um, bye bye.